Welcome back to a sort of Star Wars book club with Matt Lehman. Hi, Matt. Hello, Ryan. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. So you were here to tell us about the perils of investing into Bitcoin. Yes. <laughs> if you get in now, you're going to be upset. If you got in five years ago, you're going to be real happy. Yeah. So go back five years and invest in Bitcoin. Yeah. It's like in that movie Frequency. Remember yep. when he says like invest in Yahoo? Yeah. No, invest no. in crypto. <laughs> Ten years ago, invest in crypto. Buy all the crypto. Yes. I know it seems like a lot to buy 7 trillion Bitcoins, but just do it. I have yeah. no idea how many there are. There's a lot. I was going to go out and buy like... 13 million Bitcoin, I think there are. Maybe. I want to get Dogecoin or Dogecoin or however you say Dogecoin. it. Dogecoin. Dogecoin. See, they, that's not regulated. That's it's, it's like 49 cents. <laughs> I can get like can yeah. get tons of it. But they could just make more. But it's up like 14,000%. Yeah, it is. They all are at some point. <laughs> they all start at zero. Oh. <laughs> yes. A friend of mine was like buying, uh, what do they call that? And like as soon as they're made, they go out and you buy them before they're like even out like in the public. I forget what that's called. Stocks have like the same thing. IPO? Yes. Initial public offering. Public offering. Yes. Um, and he was like doing that with altcoins, like anything other than like Ethereum. Yeah, but these were like small ones that probably have gone away by now. Gotcha. Like random ones. And he would like try and get them when they're like fractions of pennies and then sell them when they're pennies, higher fractions of pennies. <laughs> and he did pretty good. I think he did that a lot, but he said it was so time consuming. I right. mean, hours wasted at night you know when you should be sleeping like every night like so worried about is it going to drop is it going to go up and he said it was too wearing on him yeah. it was wearing too much on him sure um so just buy bitcoin so welcome to welcome to <laughs> book club chapter 16 <laughs> <laughs> we're not really here to talk about crypto but chapter 16 is called of red rising by pierce brown it's called the institute and um so we didn't know anything about the institute and at the end of this chapter we still don't know much about the institute um but uh my subtitle for this one is darrow goes off to college yeah he has his little going away thing oh we, we kind of skipped over it i did you didn't skip over anything no <laughs> what were you gonna say i don't want to do it. i don't say anything because i'm afraid i'm gonna skip over it <laughs> he gets his acceptance letter oh uh, yes and he well he doesn't get his acceptance letter right away it's um two months later and the board of quality control comes to his house this is what we were talking about last week about the the copper that comes right um and they need to do an investigation of him right and they don't really say why other than like we do this for everybody who scored really well on the test right so they do a lie detector test um which is kind of funny because like their control questions he just lies through Right. So they're worthless. You know right. what I mean? Like they couldn't ask him anything that he could not lie about. Right. Other than like, are you a red disguised as a gold? <laughs> Which they would never think of. You know, Are I mean? you Daro Andromedas? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every every control question is a lie. So right. every lie he tells after that is fine. Right. Um, 
He's just a very nervous person. <laughs> like, oh, this guy's just nervous all the time. <laughs> Sweating bullets. Um, so they ask him if he cheated, and he does his role pretty good as a gold of like talking down to the coppers and telling them that they're wasting his time, and there's no possible way to cheat. So why are they even wasting their wasting his time and stuff like that? Right. Um, and then a couple. So they everything checks out. They leave, and a couple of months later, again, then he gets his acceptance letter. Right. And he finds out why they were investigating because he only got one answer wrong out of hundreds. And right. that's when everybody's excited for him. Right. Just like me on the SATs. Yeah. I only got one wrong. Yep. 1599. You know what I like about those? Is that a price of a shirt at Kmart? <laughs> Fifteen ninety nine. That was my score. Oh, was it? Just one, one worse than sixteen hundred. Could you get a fifteen ninety nine? I don't know. I did not get a fifteen ninety nine. <laughs> no, me neither. I got a fifteen forty. Nice. I don't remember what I got. I think mine was. It like, turns out it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. I, think I got like a fourteen twenty. What is so dumb about what is not right about these tests is that <laughs> they don't tell you what you got wrong. So how are you gonna know? Like if you, if I get a math problem and it's two plus two and I put eight, and you're like, nope, got that wrong. Okay, it's more like you give you twenty math questions, you got three wrong. I will never know which one was wrong. I know. I need the answer to learn. Well, that's not the point. The point of the test was not to learn. The point of the test is to see what you had learned. Right. Right. But if I don't know what I didn't learn, <laughs> right, it wasn't a learning, like a test right. after class is a learning opportunity. Right. This sort of test is not. It's right. just a it's just a test to see like where the you're SAT at. or this one. The SAT. Yeah. And this one, I'm sure. Yeah. Let's see. This is a measurement of where you're at currently. Right. And we have no plans to take this test as a helpful right. moving you forward right. type of a thing. Tests are basically a way for teachers to know if you're learning what they're teaching. Right. Actual tests. Well, and to make sure that you are you're moving along with the material that's being given right you know, like yeah I, I think yeah tests are like road i would say that they're they're road marks landmarks to say okay you know you're we're at this point you should have this amount of knowledge right if you don't then we need to figure out a way to make sure that you do and maybe the issue isn't even that you don't know it is that you don't know how to take a test right I, I did very well on tests i always knew what the answers were that day yeah and then the next day i was like i don't need to know that, that anymore <laughs> yeah done with that <laughs> and i graduated <laughs> high school and i thought well there goes that <laughs> no, not really but yeah it is like their tests are just interesting that way because you cram for a test so much so that like what are you actually getting out of this right are you learning it or memorizing it yeah um either way he could not well, prepare memorizing for this test. remembering is just having a better is i think there's a, i mean i always find it funny like, are you remembering are you learning or are you just memorizing it was like yeah Learning that, is just learning. memorizing it and retaining it. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways. Um, Matteo is very correct. Yes. He's very, or he's very happy. Yes. Um, I do like this part. Um, Darrow. Is it about his hands? 
Uh, no. Does he talk about his hands in this part? <laughs> I, don't um, so. I don't know when this is exactly that Darrow starts to think about his home. Um, well, I think it's when he has to leave. Are you talking about when he wants to take the Hamanthus blossom with him? Uh, yes, that is probably it. Um, man, I have it written down. See, some of this I was listening to, right? Part of this chapter I was listening to while I was driving, and so it was really hard to take notes. <laughs> I had to keep turning the steering wheel. So yeah, it was of paper really difficult. Um, so what are, you, what are you? What are you trying to remember? I don't know. I feel like he's talking about. Um, Oh, he's talking about, like, I wonder who the hell diver is now. Right. Um, now that he's gone, like, who's in charge? And he's, like, going through people's names. And he's like, well, it couldn't be this guy because he's too, you know, safe. It couldn't be this guy because he's too old. It couldn't be this guy. Uh, well, it might be this guy who was, you know, EO's brother. And if he did it, he's not smart enough. So he's probably dead now. And, like, just think of, like, the realities of home. That seems like it's interesting to think about. Like, he's... He hasn't come so far that he's totally forgotten about what his family is going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about it a couple times in this chapter how he's Eo's dream. Right. Um, so later on in the chapter, the arch governor is giving a speech. Like the second half of this chapter is basically just like one long speech. Right. And um, he says so much stuff that like angers Darrow, especially about persephone or his wife mm-hmm. um and he just he's he's saying i want to jump out and, like attack him and choke him and whatever but i can't because that's not for me all this is for eo right um right but no i thought the um before that before you know he left or while i guess while he's riding to the institute He's thinking about, like we were saying, thinking about uh, Lycos. And it's also, I thought, interesting how he talks about his uncle. He said, well, if I think about my teachers, my fathers, Uncle Narrell shaped me the most. He taught me to dance. He taught me how to be a man, perhaps because he knew this would be my future. Right. So I think it's interesting to me how, despite the the way that he perceived uncle Nero to be a stupid drunkard or something like that. He still looks back on, on him and realizes that he still recognizes that part of who he is, is shaped by what his uncle has done for him. Right. And so while he may not have been the best man ever, there's still a lot of, things that he helped darrow with whether he knew it or not right and prepared him for this specific task right yeah um is it um we we learn about the houses we learn a little bit about the institute yeah because he meets uh a young say we're gonna we we met julian right right he meets julian and Severo. Right, he says several. Yeah, yep. he says several. Yep. Um, and he describes several as like a, I don't know, like a, more like a creature than a man. I don't know how he puts it exactly, but, yeah. um, him and he's just very vulgar guy. Yeah. Um. Oh, he's so drab. He is khaki instead of gold. Right. 
Um, his face is like a cruel hawk. Um, anyways, he's like, um, just very, what do you call it? Brash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but Daryl really likes him right off the bat because he's not like a regular gold. Right. He's, uh, offensive. Like he reminds him how reds are. Um, right. And they talk about, he says he knows a little bit about the Institute because he's got an inside track. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, we're an inside track, but they don't really go into that too much. Um, he knows that in the Institute, you are picked to be one of, you're picked um, to be in a certain house. Right. Uh, there are 12 houses. So right. there's like 12 um, groups of people at the Institute. And each is named after the god of a Roman, uh, one of the gods of the Roman pantheon, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know all of them. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Pluto. <laughs> They're just all the planets. Ganges? <laughs> Ganges. I believe that's China. <laughs> um, uh, Stonehenge. <laughs> now you're in now you're England. England. I don't know where these things are. Greece. <laughs> I don't know. There's that's the Parthenon. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> the, Pantheon the Pantheon is in Rome. I don't know. Hercules, maybe? <laughs> there's like a gnat constantly flying around here. Um, yes. So there's 12 houses. They don't list the houses. Obviously, I don't know them. Yeah. As I'm either fanning myself or <laughs> swatting off a gnat away. Um, and uh, yeah. So that's a, one little thing we know about it. Um, not really anything else. The Primus, they mentioned the Primus in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the Institute, they pick uh, a Primus um, for each house. And that's like the leader of the house, the best of the house. Or is it the Primus is the whole the, the whole pri- thing? The Primus leads the house. Oh, yeah. It means leader of the house. Yeah. So each yeah. house picks the Primus. Right. Yeah. Um, but we still don't know what they're doing. No. As far as we know, it's college. Yeah. Um. This it is may very be very similar to the college I went to. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. All the things that are coming up here. <laughs> I definitely did. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um it made me think, is this the only institute in the whole like does everybody come from all over to go to this institute? Yes. Um, okay. So Mars must be pretty special that they wouldn't have the institute on the capital. Right. I think, you know I think Mars is a very valuable place because of the helium three that is mined because it's used for terraforming. It's used as um, fuel for their ships. So I think it's a very wealthy, um, you got a hot commodity. Yeah. And I think that it has a lot of political clout because of that, you know, it's integral to, I mean, Luna doesn't have any resources, right? You know, it's, I mean, part of the reason that it's powerful is because it's the stepping stone that helped every help the society get to the different yeah. planets luna was the spaceport basically right to get to everything else right yeah so so i think that mars is very is very powerful and so i think that's why the arch governor Yes, he's just he's the leader of just the planet, but I mean he's the leader of probably, arguably the wealthiest and most powerful planet. Yeah, 
So, and it's the closest to the moon, right? It would yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it'd be closest to Earth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote down when I was listening. We were we were talking about what the difference between imperator and praetor mm-hmm. praetor are. Praetor. Praetor. I think it's. I, I've heard it pronounced praetor. Okay. And I guess the praetor like runs a ship and like the imperator runs a whole fleet of them is what I understand. So an imperator commands each fleet. A praetor commands squadrons within that fleet. Okay. So it's not just a ship. It's like like imperator is higher than a praetor. Correct. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's definitely all of the... Um, roman influence there for sure yeah and like i said the arch governor has this big long speech and the majority of the gist of the speech is basically all men are not created equal like they believed in the united states which fell right um some are better there's ugly people there's beautiful people um they're not all created equal so a red can know more command a starship than a green can serve as a doctor um and that's basically the gist. This institute is to find out who the best of the best is. Right. Um, last sentence. In time, you will receive your scars from my sword. But first, you must earn them. Um, yeah. No, I think it's a... I think it's... I mean, not to get too philosophical here, but I think it's an interesting um, discussion about humanity and recognizing how do you... <clears throat> And I think we have, I mean, this this is an issue that we have, that we face in reality, is how do you recognize and celebrate the differences in all human life? Right. And how do you, how do we do that in a way that's respectful? How do we do it in a way that highlights, you know, good things, you know, that doesn't necessarily focus on bad things or, or whatever you want to say if there are bad things you know i think that uh, in people it, you're saying yeah yeah but i think like you know and or bad things in in society if you want if i feel like that's a dangerous road to get down because then you get into very much prejudicial you know things but my point is is that this idea of humanity not being equal everybody has different skills and abilities is true like but how do you how do you balance that with making with recognizing that everybody has equal value? You know what I mean, right? Because I think that that is really what this book That's is the main about. Problem, right? Is that just because the gold have been built to be superior in many ways, both physically and intellectually, they that doesn't mean that they're more valuable as a human than somebody who's a green or a red or anything like that. I think that's kind of the point of the book is, or this point of the story is to, is how do we, how do you think about that? And what do you do about that? Because does it make more sense for a red to like, what if, what if the goal of Ares was to turn all of the golds into reds versus turning a red into a gold? 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be weird. It would be. Right. I mean, but so if you take away the physical, the physical dominance that the golds have, and right. does that does that make a difference? You right. Know? Because in a lot of ways, you know what we're seeing here is that a red, like who a red is, you know, underneath a frail physical frame is just as powerful right. as a gold. Right. Like the mind. That's what Darrow is proving. Right. Yeah. Right. So he says something interesting. The society, society, not the society, society in general has three stages, savagery, ascendance, and decadence. Mm-hmm. Um, the great rise because of savagery, they rule in ascendance and they fall because of their own decadence. Mm-hmm. I don't know what decadence means. Like overindulgence. Oh, okay. Oh, because he does say at one point that he's talking about the pixies. Like, so basically like... Gluttony almost. Yes. Yeah, sort of that idea of like we we struggled, we got what we were trying to get and then the hardest part is keeping that. Right. And not becoming so comfortable in it that you're not aware of somebody else trying to overtake it. Right. And I think that that and what he's saying, the reason he's talking about that is because what we'll find out about what the Institute is. Right. Exactly. Um, I thought it was interesting he mentioned the United States. Right. Um, you know all the, that ancient history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the United States of America exacted, or even nations of Earth grew jealous. The United States exacted this idea of equality through force. And when the nations united, the Americans were surprised to find that they were disliked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that made me think about for real. I'm like, yeah, if something would happen... And we went to war for some reason. Who would be on our side and who would be against us? Um, interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer. I don't pretend to know that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, just interesting to think about. Because that's yeah. essentially what happened when they left Earth. Is that everyone on Earth had this big fight. Great. But anyways, that's the end of 17. So his speech ends and... We still don't know what's going on in the Institute. Come on, let's get there. Yeah, next chapter. Man. Hopefully we'll find... What's a chi- What's a title? Next one is The Draft. The Draft, like beer. They talk about beer. Oh, no, I think it's more like like the, the NFL, NFL draft. draft. Yeah, interesting. I wonder if they had like a fantasy like draft. I'm sure. I mean, they did that in the Hunger Games. Is this like the Hunger Games? This is a college. This is like Monsters University. First first college movie I could think of. Are you saying this might be like Hunger Games? Have you read this before? No. Okay. No, I'm never... First time readers, it may or may not be like Hunger Games. <laughs> it may or may not be like Monsters University. <laughs> it's somewhere in there. <laughs> um, it's very similar to The School in Divergent. Oh, yeah, I forget that one. Um, Animal House, <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. Okay, there you that's, go. The that's, one. that's the one. Yep. yep. Just go watch Revenge of the Nerds. This is pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah, with a little bit of um. Oh, what's the Will Ferrell one? <laughs> old school, old school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of old school in yeah. there. <laughs> my boy Blue, <laughs> my boy, <laughs> you're my boy Blue. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> I just bit my tongue. And thanks for the wild ride that was this episode. (laughs) (laughs) If you hung on, 
More power It'll be to worth you. It. It'll, be all, it'll all be worth it. Buy Dogecoin. <laughs> I forgot we talked about that at the beginning of this episode. It's been so long ago. By the time this comes out, who knows what Dogecoin's going to be at. It we might be at notice. 50 cents. Yeah, it might be. But if you bought a million, you just got a million cents. How many monies is that? Like 100,000? No. 10,000? 10,000. Yeah, 10,000. Yeah. yeah. Only has to go up one cent. And you gain $100,000 or $10,000. Think about that. Yeah, and if, uh, <laughs> if I had to buy a million, though, at 49 cents, that's 490000 Yeah. But after a day, it'll be uh, 500 and So you're telling me I should buy it on, I should buy it on uh, um, credit. Sure. Yeah, buy it with your credit card. <laughs> Uh, it seems you exceeded your max amount. <laughs> I'm only trying to buy four hundred ninety thousand dollars worth of stuff. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> I'm gonna resell it tomorrow. It's Dogecoin. Yeah, it's, it's completely I'll get legal. It right back to you. <laughs> don't be, don't be so mean about it. Uh, I think we'll cut it off there. <laughs> Thanks. Be safe. Be courteous. Bye. Bye. See you later, alligator.